Hey man, and welcome to the Badam Chain with Carl. Howdy my rowdies. Happy Friday, happy weekday, happy weekend. Whenever you're listening, man, appreciate it. Welcome to the Badam Chain. If this is your first time hanging out, I think you're going to have fun. Stick around, see if you like it, see if the shoe fits. For all my rowdies been uh, out there hanging out the whole time, you know I love you, man. Every time. All right, here we go. Uh, this is my Sunday, even though it's Friday, and uh, going to try to take her easy today. Got the day off comedy and uh, and the day off work, so I'm going to probably just go with them all or something. I don't know. What, what do people do on their day off? You go buy shoes, I guess. Maybe I, I don't know been collecting cassettes maybe i'll go get a cassette tape all right you never know i'm getting wild i'm getting too wild i need to slow down there <laughs> all right uh let's get let's get down to business man before we do a uh, shout out there's a new podcast out there new friend of mine and a uh, very new podcast and a recent guest brad edwards has a new sketch comedy podcast called fantastic fun with brad edwards He's three episodes in, brand new. Go out there and check it out. Get there on the ground floor and uh, support Brad Edwards. Support your local funny people. There it is. I think it's on Apple Podcasts. Fantastic fun with Brad Edwards. Boom. See, I'm a nice guy. He didn't even pay me to say that. He didn't even know I did that. So I guess he's welcome. You're welcome, Brad Edwards, even though you're probably not listening anymore. That's okay, though. He's, he's too busy. He's big time on, this, on the Badoma chain. <laughs> All right. Oh, my next guest is going to be on a show I'm producing next week. The Two Chongs Make a Pot Roast. But I said that last time. This time, let me promote another show I have coming up next week. Here we go. Saturday, August 28th at The Underdog. I will present... The second round of Comedy at the Underdog All-Star Show. We got a hot lineup, kind of mixing in the new with the older. You know what I'm saying? So uh, come check it out. Support all things comedy. We got Jasper Platt, Nick Weir, Narado Moore, Tyler Buckingham, Corey Perry. And you never know, might have a guest or two flung in the bit. It's only $5 at the door. So that's less than a dollar a comic. I'm not getting any money of this, so come support your local comics, try to get them paid. And uh, as always, we're going to take donations for NashvilleStandup.com, which is not just a website, okay? They're there to cultivate and to promote all things Nashville comedy. So uh, throw them a dollar or two or throw them a can of beans. I don't know. But anyway, it's going down at the Underdog on August 28th, and I'll see you there. Boom. That's the end of commercial. So I gave a shout out to Brad. I gave a shout out to uh, my my own show. Now it's time to give a shout out to our guest. My guest this week is, of course, Move On. Move On, man. Not the baseball player, uh, the comedian. <laughs> don't don't get confused there, folks. All right, Move On. She started doing comedy. I didn't find this out until recently. Um, around the same time I did. So we're kind of almost in the same class of comedy, at least the same year. Uh, so that's that was cool to find out. 
this is why I like doing this podcast. Because again, Mo's a person that usually, you know, we're cordial when we see each other tonight. So, oh, hello, how are you doing? We never really had a, a, a chance or an opportunity to just sit down, and hash it out. And that's the beauty of this podcast. You know, I, I can, we can both slow things down and sit down and just have a chat. And man, like it, it just flowed. You know what I mean? It, it, it was effortless. That's my favorite thing to do. I, I don't like a lot of effort. <laughs> It was really fun to uh, just sit and rap with Mo. So I hope you enjoy this. And I learned a thing or two. Maybe you'll learn a thing or two about uh, about ourselves and about yourself. Food for thought. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, move on. I'm an only child. Anybody an only child out here? Woo! Yeah, privilege. That's what it's called. Uh, <laughs> an only child. So I grew up like watching a lot of movies. I was raised by movies because I didn't have a lot of friends. And uh, I watched the movies and I got all these like weird expectations about how like life was gonna be. I was like, oh yeah, like love is gonna be so magnetic and sex is gonna be so passionate when I have it. And like then, you know, everything I get a letdown, but like the biggest letdown I had was that I thought like my coke dealer was gonna live in this like awesome mansion with like <laughs> marble floors and like velvet velvet furniture and like ferns everywhere there's like a tire sitting on the side no i go to my coke dealer's house for the first time he has no furniture at all like he doesn't have a, he has a mirror on the ground and a cardboard box filled with who knows what in the corner like you don't know what's going on and he always said he's gonna be like some cool like energetic guy he's like young no he's 50 years old he's overweight and he can barely breathe and still has a ponytail and a puka shell necklace okay that is your coke dealer that's all you get all right and he's always like i'll give you a discount because you're cute and it's like yeah anybody's cute to you dude look at yourself so Mo, how you been what, what's happening with you um i've been good just got back from Vegas. Vegas, baby. Yeah. Um, that was fun. I, uh, kind of dark, though. Vegas has its dark sides, as does every town. I of course think. you would find the dark side. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. I, the, it's like the first, like, day you get there, you're like, this is awesome. It's a party. And then, like, you, you're there for, like, too long, and you're, like, hot, and it's, like, there's just, like, you know, homeless people everywhere, and you're like, yeah, I can get this all in Nashville, <laughs> and I'm not good at gambling either, so I'm like, it's just time to go home at this point. <laughs> Wait, did you gamble at all? Um, I did some slots, but nothing too crazy. Well, you tried to play blackjack a couple times. That was I ended terribly. I also like didn't have enough money to gamble either. Yeah, I right. was like, I my friend, she was like ready to spend a ton of money on gambling and I was like I have like $300 to spend in Vegas yeah, <laughs> so, that's it exactly yeah I'm like I can't gamble so I did maybe like $20 lost it all in like 15 minutes so I was like maybe I'll chill on the gambling front plus it doesn't really make sense to my brain like, that's good though you know, yes for exactly. so many people it's just like Oh, let it ride. Exactly. More, yeah. You know. I'm kind of like good at that, like not getting addicted to like things like that, you know, because people really do like they love the thrill of it. And yeah. I'm like, 
it doesn't like process for me at all. It, for me, it's like it's not thrilling to see my money. Exactly, I'm so like go away. yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm like uh, okay, especially when I'm you have to use cash. I'm like such a visual person that I like see like five dollars of my money go away, and I'm like okay, now I have to give like I have to stop. No, yeah, yeah, and I'm like okay, so this wad of cash was a lot bigger when I got in here. Um, I'm gonna chill, I think, on spending. So in these casinos uh were they pretty lax on like giving you beverages if they saw you drinking stuff like that um they were so the thing is like we really didn't even drink a lot i mean we got some complimentary drinks like Mm -hmm. if they saw us at the machine but i we were so like we forgot to eat we forgot to drink pretty much the entire time (laughs) it was so hot that we were like if we drink one like like sip of alcohol we might pass out you know, yeah or throw up in the like middle of paris you know so we were like <laughs> <laughs> probably not a good look uh the only time we did drink was like before chris angel because we were like oh, yeah, yeah. yeah we have to get fucked up for chris angel <laughs> yeah get the mind freak vibes going mind so, freak. Is yeah it, is it still like the mind freak thing out there oh yeah it was crazy like it was the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen in my life. Like, first of all, we, like, just got a little tipsy, and we were, like, kind of just, like, on the right level, like, mm-hmm. vibing. And we, like, go in, we're, like, just making fun of everything. Like, he had, like, this face of him, like, a huge sculpture of him, because, like, the... It's the Chris Angel, like, arena in wow. there. Yeah. yeah. Or like, like Branson the has those theaters. Exactly, you know? yeah. It's crazy. <laughs> and so, like, you go in, and it's, like, everything is Chris Angel. Like, there's no other shows that come in here. So it's, like, all Chris Angel-themed. And, like, he has this huge thing of his head. And it's, like, split down the middle. And it's, like, his good side. And then his, like, mind freak side. <laughs> <laughs> and he's, like, there's, like, dancing, like, anime characters of chris angel like light shows on the floor when you walk we're like having a ball wow it's like a church really it really was it really was (laughs) we were the disciples of chris angel and then we like got in the theater and like they were like having everyone try on the straight jacket (laughs) and this woman was like so drunk she's like 68 and she was like stripping to like get we were like whose mom is this yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. someone could get their mom at the chris angel show like <laughs> she thought she was in a different arena i think but it was really funny and then like the show started and it's so obvious like at this point what his tricks are and like how he gets them done i mean it's like you can't really you know do anything anymore because like the illusion is gone kind yeah. of is know? he doing like just old old yeah. tricks too like old bits almost it was know? like he like started with like what he started with like the straight jacket he got out of the straight jacket and then like he appeared in the audience and like that was like crazy like the trick box you know what i mean mm-hmm. um but then, like, he did, like, dove stuff. Like, he made doves appear, which that always freaks me out. Like, how do you fuck do doves just right. appear, live doves? Um, but then he, the funniest part was he was, like, I get asked this question all the time. And, like, this montage starts playing. And it's, like, 
15 year old videos of like these kids being like can you levitate my fat ass and it's like and then it cuts to like a clip of someone levitating in the air and then he like there was like a clip of Shaq like can you levitate me and then it's like they start levitating Shaq in the video and then it's like cuts to black and white and like gets serious and he's like but the one I like levitated the most that I felt the most connection with was Angela who has childhood cancer. Oh my God. And died. <laughs> and we were and like, died? what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, it was so funny and like goofy. Like all these people be like, will you levitate my fat ass? And then he's like, and then Angela died. And I levitated her before she died. And then he like was like, also my kid has cancer. What? I know. And we were all like, what do you, like, where did this go? What a, what a, what a vibe change. I know. And then he's like, he, then he like, he like levitates out of a hands across America blanket that he like made. So you got your money's worth. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. It was like a 30 minute show. It was so fast. It was like $98 for a ticket. Jesus. I know. He's probably cranking out 17 of them. Oh, you know, like he, uh, for sure. Boom, 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 boom. Yeah. Out, you know. Yeah. Jesus. But it was, he freaked our minds for sure. Yeah. (laughs) He's a mind freak for sure. For sure. It's not just a clever name. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. And I wish his child well, his alleged child with cancer Cancer. that he had to bring up. Did he levitate? Did he levitate? The child was not there, but his parents were there. And that was a whole thing too, because his parent, well, his mom was there and his brother was there. The angels. The the angel family was there. And, um, when we were there, like, he was like, my mom's in the audience and they like shone the light on her and like his brother. And I like look over and in front of them, do you know who Nathan Fielder is from Uh, Nathan for you? Have you heard of this show? I don't think so. It's like a comedy central show. It's really good. Um, but he like kind of, he goes into businesses and like says he's going to help them, but he like just trolls them the whole time. Okay. Yeah. But he was in the audience. I was like, that's Nathan Fielder. And my friend was like, no, it's not. And then they like shone the light on them again when he like brought up his mom. And I was like, that's literally him. And then we like met Nathan Fielder after the show because he was there to troll Chris Angel's show was he too. Really? Yeah. Funny. <laughs> yeah. So that was really funny too. But that was probably our highlight was the Chris Angel show. Okay. Very cool. You bought a shirt too, didn't you? Yeah. I got the like <laughs> kawaii like anime Chris Angel shirt. I had to have it. <laughs> I was like, who made this? Who like who did he like commission to make this like graphic like anime character of him i wish i would have gotten that call like like, like at what point of like narcissism i know you, you reach to oh, like yeah i need this I, you know? and the man is like 50 something years old mm. and like visibly like just run down but wearing like white makeup and like a cro- like drawing crosses on his face and shit and i'm like it's like sad a little, but it's like hilarious. Yeah, it's like watching Motley Crue. Yeah, you know, yeah. It's, like, <laughs> it's like it's always give gonna be it sad, up. But, yeah. but also like you got to see it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Like you wouldn't expect anything else from them. Like you wouldn't expect like him to act his age at all. <laughs> <laughs> well, if, 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 what was one thing about Vegas mm-hmm. that maybe surprised you? Because like we hear a lot of you know. You see a lot of the same things, you know, mm-hmm. like I hear stories from people and it's always the same stories. Well, there's one thing in particular, like, oh, I didn't realize this. 
Um, well, I, I don't really, I didn't, I don't know. I didn't realize that there were like the two Vegases. That surprised me. And so I'm thinking that like the experience is going to be like the, I also had no knowledge of Vegas, by the way. Like I have yeah, little to know, like. I, you know, I watched the Oceans movie. That's kind of my okay. only, like, frame of reference. So I'm thinking every casino is, like, an Oceans movie, but it's more, like, shopping. It's, like, all yeah, shopping. like malls and stuff. Yeah, and I'm like, I don't want to shop. I can't shop at Gucci. I'm poor. Like, what the <laughs> fuck? There's nothing for me to do. There's, like, a lot, like, to do also that isn't gambling though which was nice like we really didn't spend a lot of time in casinos like which was surprising because i thought that was going to be kind of our only frame of reference of things to do is like just looking around casinos and like walking around and gambling but there's actually a lot of like cool like burning man type art people out there so that was like kind of what we ended up like falling into is like going into like some art museums and stuff like that yeah you never you never hear anybody talk about going to vegas for the art exactly yeah 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 is that like the other vegas that you make a mention well there's like new vegas Uh so new vegas is like caesar's palace and the bellagio and paris and like all of those places, and then the old Vegas. Like I don't know any of the hotel, but it's on free. It's called Fremont Street, is what they call it, and it's like all enclosed. And like the ceilings of the enclosement are like all screens playing ads. <laughs> it's like so Blade Runner there. Like it's like everything is a screen, and it's a brand, and it's an ad, and it's like advertising everywhere. Like everywhere you look, it's like. Here's a celebrity. Here's a brand. Here's a show. Oh here's God. yeah, it's really like stimulating. Yeah, I was about to say like I, 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 I by myself having a hard time sleeping. I think. At night, oh you know? yeah, hugely. We had to like double close the blinds. Like, oh my God. plus it's so like sunny there because you're in the desert. 115, you said right. 115. Does degrees. it feel like 115? Oh, <laughs> well, we went to the Grand Canyon too. Yes, tell me about that. It was beautiful. Never seen it. It's gorgeous. Well, I saw I saw your, your picture on Instagram, so I have. You seen have it. seen it, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it also feels like CGI because you can't like go like you can, but we didn't like go to the Grand Canyon. You know yeah. what I mean? Like I feel like if I would have hiked around or like gone on a boat ride in the river or something like that, it would have felt more real. But it literally feels like I'm looking at like a CGI screen. I think that there's like a cognitive dissonance too about something you see your whole life like in pictures and then you yes. finally see it in real life. You're like, this doesn't it's not even like connecting in my brain yeah. that these are this is a real thing that I'm like touching and is tangible. Well one thing about your picture that I didn't think about which makes the most sense is like you get you get you could tell there was that uh, wall, that clear wall yeah. barrier between you and falling off. Exactly. The cliff. I yeah. was like, oh, that makes sense. But also yeah. that that adds to like the distance of exactly. Like, it's really like really hard to feel like you're actually there. Um, so I'm hoping like I can go back again and actually like walk around and do like some hikes and rock climbing and stuff like that but it was so fucking hot it was and we forgot our sunscreen and you're in a desert and we were my friend who i went with had the bright idea to get a convertible yeah 
Fear and, and loathing, baby. So literally, know? she had the glasses on the whole oh, time too. Yeah. I have to get the cigarette, yeah. the cigarette holder. You know? <laughs> yeah, and she was like, "Let's get a convertible." We forget sunscreen, so we were oh God. burnt by the time we got there, and then we had to like <laughs> sit out in the sun and wait. Ugh. We were miserable on the way back. So, like, so. didn't talk to each other. We were just like pouting <laughs> the entire time. So you're like, maybe next time don't go in July. Yeah, exactly. And hopefully we can go in the winter when it's a little bit colder. But yeah, yeah. I get that. Like, I always have a itch to go down to New Orleans like every summer. Yes. And I'm like, no, don't do it. Yeah. Wait till November. Well, that's how <laughs> I am about New York. I'm like, I always want to go to New York in like January. And I'm like, oh, yeah. It's okay. fucking freezing. And mm-hmm. you're outside. You don't like. You're walking outside the whole time. You know what I mean? You seem like you would, New York would suit you pretty well. I like New York, yeah. I've went one time and it was like, uh, it was for like a, a work thing yeah. when I worked for Sam Ash. So uh-huh. I didn't technically go to New York. I uh-huh. flew into New York and it was in Long Island. Yeah. I saw New York. Yeah. But I've never experienced New York. Well, that's how it was the first time I went. And then I've been back a couple times. Like, because I went to like look at schools there, like in, uh, in high school. Mm-hmm. And, like, when you go with your parents and you're in high school, it's like, oh, it's New York. It's, like, fun. It's touristy, whatever. But, like, you know, I, then I got friends that move out there and, like, I can hang out with my friends and, like, kind of do my own thing now. Sure. It's a completely different experience. Like, New York's pretty cool. Um, I'm hoping to go back soon because I do, like, enjoy going out there. I've done some shows out there, which is fun. Oh, good for yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. Nice. Um, but... It is definitely, like, a different culture, comedy-wise. Yeah. You know, like, I think years ago I was so intimidated by it, but, like, meeting so many people, yeah. uh, really, really since doing comedy, yeah. all, all the people that was there at a certain time mm-hmm. and, like, uh, people that calmed down, mm-hmm. I feel like, okay, maybe I can navigate yeah. this Yeah, this, this big world. city. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But it's, like, it, how big is it? Everyone I know that lives in New York fucking knows each other they're like okay yeah yeah true. they just like are intertwined yeah. somehow and at some point it's like okay even a big city is a small city yeah, yeah i still have this like this illusion that i'm gonna be like kevin McAllister in home alone too yeah you yeah know? and then just i'm just gonna be lost in this huge, huge city, city yeah. by myself you yeah know? And then hearing people recently like, oh, people up there are actually nice. It's like, yeah, you never hear that. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's like the thing too about here. It's like everyone's not from there. You know what I mean? Like right. everyone's from Melting somewhere pot. else. Yeah. So yeah. they have to be nice to make friends. You know? <laughs> I went to Boston for the first time like a month ago. Uh-huh. And like it kind of shattered any like intimidation I had of yeah. that city. You yeah. Know? I was like, oh, people are actually nice. And mm-hmm. oh, they can talk to you. You know, yeah. it's like. I get it. Okay. Yeah. So that helped break well, that everyone, wall. Of yeah, like, Boston has that whole, like, you know, like, there's, like, so many colleges and the culture of Boston does seem super intimidating. I've never been to Boston. I've actually been wanting to get out there. But, yeah, yeah everyone who I know is from there has, like, loved it, you know. So, okay. yeah. 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 And that's the travel portion of this. Yeah. This <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, Vegas sounds fun. I, I, that's a place I've never, never gone. Mm-hmm. And a buddy of mine uh, asked me to go with him in like November, I think. Yeah. So maybe. You, you know. should go. Yeah. Just see what happens. Yeah. You know? Go out for just a few days. I'll put on my Hunter Thompson outfit. Yeah. Know? Exactly. I'll, sh- I'll shave my head for it. Too. Yeah. <laughs> go crazy for it. Yeah. <laughs> 
All right, Mo, we've reached this part of the podcast where I, I get to take over and we get to try, time travel a little bit. Okay. You're willing to time travel with me. Let's go back. Okay. I would like to know how Mo Vaughn started doing comedy. Comedy. Yeah, comedy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, so I've always kind of wanted to do comedy. So when I was in college, I was living with my aunt and... Um, she lived in Columbus and Columbus, Ohio. And I actually had a friend from my hometown who did stand up, who reached out to me and was like, you should try stand up. Like, cause I've always been like on Twitter and on Instagram, like doing like funny stuff there, but I'd never like actually done stand up. And so when I was about like 19, he was like, you should try stand up there's an open mic here in columbus try it sometime so i did that and i you know it was not good but (laughs) 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 they were nice to me which is nice but where was it that you were allowed to get in when you were 19 um it was like an arts uh collaborative type thing yeah not a bar cool cool. (laughs) right on yeah you're like i put on a fake mustache yeah exactly yeah i i it was me and then like two friends underneath me in a big coat and i was like (laughs) i'm 21 that's right (laughs) (laughs) can i do stand up (laughs) and then i just sat on their shoulders for all five minutes um (laughs) But I did that, and then I just kind of, like, didn't do it again for years, um, because I was scared. Mm. Um, it it was intimidating. Yeah. Plus, I'm 19, it's quite young. I mean, um, to, like, be around, like, comics, you know what I mean? So, like, when when you saw Tanner doing that, you're like, oh. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, it's, like, (laughs) so funny, too, because comedy is, like, it's, like, that meme that, like, I goes around all the time and it's like work has you hanging out with like 55 year olds being like damn why is jeffrey not here today like comedy (laughs) is that to a t like it's like you're hanging out with like you know people who are in completely different social environments than you and you have to like hang out with them every single night for hours on end to Mm -hmm. do comedy with them so it's like very difficult as like a teenager when you're still trying to figure yourself out and then you're you're hanging out with like 30 year olds who do comedy every night you know yeah and you're like these are not my people exactly i'm like i I need to go hang out with somebody my age again yeah figure yourself out exactly (laughs) then i'll come back in a few years but um so once i did that i um i went like worked at Zany's so that was like uh, a huge thing too so I like I said I always wanted to do comedy I was like okay working at Zany's could be fun because I can like see you know what comedy is like actually like because you know I've watched comedy my whole life but I've never been like immersed in club culture which is like completely different than watching specials online um or on tv and so my sophomore year of college I started working at Zany's and in the box office and then I just would watch stand-up for my job all day for years I was there for like two and a half years and then finally I like worked up myself like you know I was like going to college and it wasn't really like working for me I didn't like feel like it fit for me um and I was 
at Zany's watching comedy every night and being like, this is what I want to do. Why can't I just do it? I know so many people that do it. I know all the locals that do it. Like, why don't I just start? So then my senior year of college, I started doing stand-up. I, like, quit Zany's because you can't really work at Zany's and do stand-up, unfortunately. Um, But it was nice because, like I said, I knew everybody. So, like, when I started, everybody kind of was familiar with me and they, like, had worked with me previously, like, at Zany's. So it was a smooth transition this time to be like, I know this person. Like, I can kind of cling to them. No, that's good to have. (laughs) Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Um, So then I just started doing stand-up in uh, 2018. It's crazy. But, yeah. I know. What month do you remember? Um, I think it was April. I came around, started coming around in uh, July, I think. Yeah. You were shortly after me. Shortly after me. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I started with uh, Tanner and Shane. We were kind of all at the same time. Yeah. So I saw, like, that's kind of my group, I think. Um, But. The the class or whatever. Yeah. What a a strange class. I know. (laughs) Yeah. Me, Tanner, and Shane. (laughs) Gosh. I I miss it, though. We used to be, like, so close because we were, like, also, like, the youngest people doing stand-up, I think, at the time, like, co- constantly coming out. Yeah, sure. Um, so, we kind of clung to each other really hard there at the beginning, because we were like, okay, we're, like, really new to this, and we're also, like, really young, and we kind of feel like outsiders. So, like, mm. it was nice to, like, have each other, and yeah. then kind of get assimilated together as well. But I don't know if they'd say the same about me. <laughs> <laughs> well, we had Tanner on here. I don't yeah. think he mentioned anything. Of course. Yeah, you get yeah. that. Yeah, I'm yeah. slighted. Take that, Tanner. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Dang. I have to have a public apology. Yeah, you know, so. exactly. Yeah, Tanner needs to speak on this <laughs> manner. Yeah, bad. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm curious because I'm not real sure, but like I, I had a, a, a sense of this. You let, let me know if this is true or not. Do you have any, like, uh, theater background at all? Um, yeah, I did theater a lot. Okay, because um, when I first saw you, and I still see it, mm-hmm. it feels like you have a sense of, like, the stage. And, yeah. And stuff um, like I, I mean, I try, you know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I grew up doing theater, which is, like, what I was going to do um, okay. with my life. When I way back when, yeah, yeah, all the way back, <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. Um, but then I realized like how insufferable people that do theater are, and I was like, yeah, I can't, I can't be this person, can't, yeah. I cannot commit to this lifestyle. I'm like, comics are bad, but like, theater kids are much worse, okay. you know, yeah, it's like if you choose to hang out with comics over somebody like you know they're bad okay (laughs) but yeah uh it was definitely like uh, a long time of my life and like it was a nice way to like spend my time when I was younger you know like do do you do you take any of those skills to the stand-up stage I think for sure um like I think that stage presence for sure I mean that fluctuates though also from like room to room but I think stage presence and just being able to like talk to people I think like theater really like not to be like on like a soapbox about theater but I think like doing theater as a kid like really does help kids like learn how to like talk to other people really well and like get along with people and like kind of like 
mingle really well. Um, so I think that like that helped me like get the tools to be able to like go to like shoot the shit and like have fun and like enjoy myself and not be too stressed out and like know that like everyone's kind of like a peer and you can talk to anybody when you get that like training of like you're talking in front of you know hundreds and hundreds of people then you can like small scale talk to anybody around you you know what i I mean imagine so yeah yeah so i think that's kind of like the biggest thing like it's also, you know, I try not to bring too much theater kid energy on stage, too, you know, because you see those people and it's kind of cringe to watch. But, yeah. yeah. Those people can go to improv. Exactly, you know, they, they yeah. And, like, I did, you know, I, there was a while where I was like, improv's going to be the place for me. And okay. I'm like, no, it's not. Okay. I, that's what <laughs> I'll do about. respect, no shade, but, uh-huh. yeah. So yeah. you did try to do the improv thing? Yeah, I, I, I did improv classes, at, like, in high school a lot like I did a lot of high school improv stuff and I was like good at it but then I also like started like smoking weed and like my brain does not like function like it used to so now it's like I can't really improv as much as I used to be able to. Ain't that wild though? Because like that was like the quintessential thing to be like an improvisational like musician. Yeah. You know, it's like, hey man, you know, turn on, then you you can play jazz saxophone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know. I wish it was like that. No, it's, when I smoke weed, it's like uh, I get scared of your phone and don't talk to people. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Because, because weed is crazy strong now. I it's, know. It's ridiculous. It's you know? so. Oh my god, we went to a dispensary in vegas Uh because weed is legal there and i got like a sativa pen and i was like yeah i'm about to hit this and have the best night ever and Mm. like i hit it once and i was like everyone here is a demon and i'm scared of all of you and like i need to throw my phone in the trash and get a flip phone (laughs) (laughs) it's always the phone (laughs) yeah like the phone has to go i need to get a flip phone and only have my mom's number and like 911 programmed into it and that's it (laughs) yeah no i feel that you know it's like uh yeah it's too i get my head too much i don't know how people like can smoke and do comedy no, They're and you literal, see it all the time. Like, talk about demons. Those people are demons. Yeah, yeah. You know, <laughs> I'm like, how do you do this? They're sociopaths. I know. <laughs> yeah, literally, they're always on, even yeah. when they're... It's like, what? Like, how do you not have, like, an out-of-body experience where you're like, everyone hates me? Like, yeah. when you smoke, yeah. you're just like, no, I'm the man. <laughs> how do you have that? <laughs> yeah, because yeah, they're missing all the other essential exactly. life skills. Exactly, the cogs are gone. Yeah, yeah the burn knows away a long time exactly (laughs) i do not understand it honestly good for them i wish i had the cogs missing maybe then like i'd be a fucking master of comedy yeah 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 or at least enjoy yourself exactly not throw your phone away exactly (laughs) but also like think about every like stoner comic i'm like "Mm." like big stoner comic yeah yeah yeah, for sure you know like doug benson Right, like, you know, it's okay. Okay, yeah. I understand that. Yeah, for yeah. sure. For yeah. somebody, not for me. You yeah. know. <laughs> well, that that stoner aesthetic just played out it. Man. Well, that's yeah. the thing too. It's like we've capitalized on like weed so much that it's like kind of like okay, everyone smokes it. Who cares? Like yeah, you're, you're not, not special anymore. Exactly. Same with like acid now. Mm-hmm. Acid is like 
if I see one more documentary about like celebs doing acid and like um, it, it's like isn't this the opposite of what they designed this yes, for? <laughs> they didn't wipe minds with MK Ultra for you guys to like enjoy your trip. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> to make a goofy ne- like Netflix show about it. That's you know that's the defeats the purpose yeah. of like ego death, which is like isn't that the whole thing of it? You know. We used. To, I don't know what what's happening. I'm afraid of it, so I, I won't even go. You won't even it. touch it. No. I've done it once acid oh, yeah. I, mushrooms are fine it's a different thing it's a whole different thing but acid it's like come on mm-hmm. do i need to waste 14 hours of my life like <laughs> being like <laughs> I, could, I couldn't imagine being that that like just oh i can't get away from it for that long uh-uh there's exhausting. nothing you can do yeah it's not like oh you can just drink some water and it'll yeah, go away exactly you know? or like take a xanax and go to sleep no like yeah. that's your whole 14 hours no thank you even yeah. if it's the best Nothing, yeah. is, nothing is good for that long. Exactly. Oh, yeah. nothing. Literally nothing. Yeah. I and can't imagine. Like, seeing, like, being disoriented for that long, I'm like, I'm too neurotic. I'm such a control freak. I'd, I'd be like, can I please get back to the way I was? Yeah. I need to know her again. Yes, exactly. You yeah. know, a lot of people think that I'm, like, just that stoner guy. So yeah. I know it, it makes me... I'm already too nervous and neurotic yeah. anyway. So yeah. I look this way to calm myself down. <laughs> exactly. You know? To radiate the yes. calmness. But yes. inside it's like. It's, I'm, a ball, I'm a ball of nerves. And that's my mom <laughs> yeah. too. My mom's yeah. like, uh, everybody's like, oh, she's just so like easy going. It's like, yeah. no, she's not. She's like, she keeps it right here inside yeah. and she's just a ball of nerves. Yeah. And yeah. I inherited that from yeah not the beard (laughs) yeah no I mean that makes like sense I mean I've kind of like for a while I was like yeah I'm the chill girl you know I'm just (laughs) chill like in college I would always be like yeah I'm just so chill like down for whatever but inside Uh, I was like screaming internally you know and then now it's like no I'm like neurotic and a control freak and crazy and I'm fine with it. <laughs> I'm like, I will own it, okay? Yes, yes. I can't get rid of it, so I guess I'll just be this way you, forever. You have to be this way. Exactly. Forever. That's who you are. Now. Exactly. Yeah. And I'm fine with it, you know? Yeah. If everyone else can catch the vibe, then who cares? I'll, I'll tell you my favorite uh, uh, Movon vibe. <laughs> uh, this is like when Mary J. Uh, burger mm-hmm. uh, had her mic briefly at Anaconda Vintage. Oh yeah, and this is like fall of maybe 2018, I mm-hmm. think. Uh, and I, I remember specifically this night. I remember who I was on the show. Yeah, you know, or, or who came with the mic. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, there was a kid there. It was mm-hmm. like this, uh, like seventh grader that was going to go up and do comedy. Yeah, and he came with his mom. Yeah, and I remember. I remember that. Yes, it, this yeah. was this was. I learned two things that night. Uh, for one, I was like, oh, I don't have anything clean. Yeah. And so, like, I wrote this whole new, like, four-minute set yeah. of just, for me, writing clean. But uh, since that night, it put me on a path of writing clean. More clean so, stuff. I don't, I, I'm clean. I'm 100% clean now. Really? You know, my subject matter is yeah. all over the place. But, like, yeah. I don't actually cuss on stage. Yeah, yeah. And so, I learned that that mm-hmm. night. Yeah. But, <laughs> to kind of, like gear yourself towards a wider and, and to, audience and to have yeah yeah so no matter who's in the audience yeah. everybody can i can include everybody yeah 100%. so i learned that and yeah. then uh, the other thing i learned yeah uh maybe more importantly is uh <laughs> when you went up 
<laughs> and you did the direct opposite. Yeah. <laughs> like, like I remember you were talking about uh, uh, very sexual things yeah. staring right at the kid. <laughs> and you said, you better make sure that you please your girlfriend. It's like all this stuff. <laughs> and like you were, you were vicious and you were... You were dirty as hell. You were classic mo. You were full on you. Yeah. Which is what like I love about your comedy is like you're always raw and like you don't give a shit. Yeah, I try. And that, and that, <laughs> so that's the other thing I learned yeah. too. It's like oh, at the end of the day, you gotta be yourself. Yeah. You know. I and like I've had a lot of people in comedy kind of be like, you have to do this or like you have to gear oh, your f stuff. That, exactly. You know? And it's like people would book you more if you did this, and it's like well okay, I know I'm not going to be as funny if I do that. You know what I'm saying? Right. And, like, a lot of people, I think that, like, they're, like, you're not as good of a writer if you can't write, like, clean material or you can't change your material, you know, for things like cleaner rooms or whatever. And that's fine. That's well and good. I understand where they're coming from on that. But it's, like... I don't want to do something that isn't something that I, like, be- I, I know that's, like, stupid, but, like, believe, no, but, like, you it's know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I've always had a very distinct voice, and it just wouldn't sound right yeah. if it came from me. I don't come on stage, like, having sort of, like, the clean slate face or the clean slate, like, aura, you know what I mean? Like, there's a lot of people that can do that, that, like, they look, you know, very palatable and they can do a clean room or a dirty room and they have the material to do all of that. And that's, like, awesome for them. And, like, I'm happy for them, but, like, that is just, like, I know that that's not who I am. It's never kind of who I have been either. And, like, I have a very distinct social media presence which I think is like Mm -hmm. a very big part of all of it like the whole comedy thing in general yeah um and you know my voice is like very distinct there so I think like for me to change it on stage would also be like it would be confusing to people that know you yes exactly and also I just you know like I don't sound good saying like clean jokes because that's not what I care about exactly <laughs> yeah. yeah you know yeah. and like anybody else that gives you advice about that like f off exactly you know? you know well and it's like I've you know been doing this now for what three years almost that's just yeah. crazy well we don't count last year but you were doing yeah. a lot of, of social media stuff yeah. so you yeah. were continuing to be creative yes yeah I was trying at least well. um but you know I've been doing this for so long and it's like not so long, but for a while and everyone has something to say all the time (laughs) is what I've learned is like everybody seems to have something to say about your comedy, but doesn't ever want to hear anything about their own comedy, Mm. which is like, take a look in the mirror. You're not perfect. Like, you know, you don't have a special. So like, where are you to tell me how to do like comedy you know what I mean and yeah, nobody has that right exactly you know? and if, like that, that's one thing I like about Nashville not the inner politics yeah, it, but yeah. like the fact that we have so many like strong different diversity we, we diversity really do yeah we, you know? we really do and like there are a lot of different people 
like I said at the beginning, you know, like there are so many different people doing comedy that would never ever interact with each other ever in mm-hmm. this world if it weren't for doing stand up, mm-hmm. which I think is like awesome because, you know, I ha- have to interact with people who normally wouldn't listen to my comedy and wouldn't care about my comedy and they're listening and they're hearing and they're telling me, you know, feedback, which is like whether it be constructive or not it is nice to hear feedback in general but I think that like the diversity here has really like benefited a lot of comics and like we have a really special scene here because of that as well yeah I think people that are trying to find their voice like the newer the younger groups they Mm -hmm. can look at somebody like you and and somebody like me Mm -hmm. and figure out like what's better for them exactly but it's all good you yeah know what I mean? because exactly everybody's finding their own voice yes and that's fun to watch when yeah. people start figuring out who they figuring are figuring it out yeah because i remember when i first started to like i was trying to do like the edgiest things i could think of yeah, you know it was you and tanner and shane and yeah. <laughs> yeah we were like what's the worst thing i could say on stage to offend a a room of people but it makes people listen yeah exactly they're like up. okay uh, I guess I'm hearing this now <laughs> but yeah I just like went into it and I was like yeah I'm gonna be like the, the edgiest person I can be ever and like I wasn't writing well because mm. of that but now I'm like I've like done comedy and like done different rooms I've met different people and now I know like what really like what is my voice and like what really does like make sense to me and what will make sense to a larger audience if I like do something that's meaningful to me but can market it for like people who you know may never ever even like think of the shit inside my brain I don't know (laughs) you know what I mean like we have a very unique perspective on I try on things you know and like it, your voice comes out through that and yeah. and, and here's the, here's the thing like when you came out swinging uh, when, <laughs> when life came back you yeah. know like when we started being allowed back in clubs and stuff mm-hmm. like March or whatever it was yeah. and like you just hit the ground running and we're so uh, your bits were so strong and like well crafted and I was like oh Mo is on fire you know <laughs> and, you. and like you were just out swinging for the fences and it was landing you know, the, I mean? yeah, and like I was you. so happy to see that. I yeah. still am, you know, you're you. still you're still growing, and, mm-hmm. and but I think you're figuring out. I'm trying, who yeah, you are. yeah, and it's 100%. so fun, you know. Yeah, it's really cool. Yeah, and I could say the same for you too. Like I, like you know, we like you said started kind of sort of at the same time, and like I feel like I've watched you like progress into like find figuring out like what works for your whole energy like and I think that's the thing too is like you're a whole package you're a whole brand and I know that's like super capitalist whatever to say but I mean that's what we have to do now is brand ourselves it's like yeah. whole people and I think that your brand has grown like so significantly since I've like first and I feel like you've gotten so much more confident too which is really awesome to see and like it's a really nice like pick me up on my end to be like okay like I see like someone who started at the same time as me like really succeeding and like I can like I have the motivation now because of that oh, too well. yeah well I, it, it it feeds I think we feed each other in that realm because yeah. like, you're inspiring me to push yeah. myself you know what I mean? mm-hmm. so like yeah 
keep doing what you're doing because it's, it's working, man. <laughs> Thank I, you. I, I promise. Thank you. Yeah, for sure. Thank you. Yeah, I try, you know. Well, well, I'm glad y'all, that's all you gotta do. Exactly. You know, that's the thing. Yeah. You know, it's like, and it'll come. Yeah, you and, know? And, and it's so wild. Like, you will get in this comedy thing, which is a very small mm-hmm. market in the whole scheme of things. Yes. Yeah. Uh, uh, that you can get uh, so much out of it if you just try. You know, if you just mm-hmm. put the work in and, and yeah. be consistent, like good things come out of yeah. it. Yeah, you know and I mean? that's like a huge thing that like I have to remind myself yes. too, because I I do get like caught up in life, and I think that I forget that like comedy as a priority for myself and for like just like for the craft in general. You know what I mean? Like I I'll be like, well, like I could do comedy tonight, or I could just like go out and like have hang out with my friends because like at the end of the day comedy is like a a second job you know what I mean for some people and it does feel like laborious at times but uh but there's also a a benefit to taking a night off and and experiencing life yeah exactly because I I took yesterday off I was like you know what I'm tired fuck it yeah Yeah, I'm gonna have the evening off no mics for me tonight exactly sometimes that is awesome like and that's the thing too. I remember when I was first starting, I was there every night. There was not a night I had off doing comedy. And that's great. And that was awesome. But I was also then I started all my material was just about fucking comedy because all <laughs> I was doing was doing comedy. Yeah, you and don't it's get like life nobody experience. cares about comedy except <laughs> other comics. And then I'm yeah. bombing at shows because I'm like this yeah. funny thing in the comedy world and it's like nobody gives a shit about that yeah, yeah. the people that would are outside smoke exactly you know? yeah they don't care about what I have to say they've already heard this four other times in a yeah. mic you know they don't give a shit but then I was like there was a I right before the pandemic I like I took a couple months off and I like kind of did my own thing lived my life mm-hmm. um, and then I like came back and would do shows like here and there and I would crush those shows. And I think it was because I was, like, not just, like, drowning my mind with, like, comedy shit all the, all the, all the, all the time. You know yeah. what I mean? Instead, I was like, I'll go to a mic once a week and, like, you know, do all my material there and, like, take a breather and then come to a show and, like, do all my material the way I want to hear it. And, like, then I was, like, doing well, you know, because yeah. I wasn't burnt out on doing comedy which is like a huge huge thing that I do to myself you know I, th- I think a lot of us do you know yeah. we, can, we can get burned out because you're doing the same thing over, over every day and over, every day yeah. every day you know and you think you have to day. write new five minutes every night and it's like mm-hmm. nobody can Nobody's, do that we're not and, and Louis also, and, and also it's a new room exactly. like every night it's a new experience for everybody and, exactly. and nobody knows us yet so give us yeah. A chance to like work on material exactly you know? hugely build the brand or Ex- yeah build the brand that's like <laughs> that's the huge message just building a brand <laughs> well I'm glad you mentioned this uh, and uh, about your shows because your shows aren't really traditional comedy shows they're more like an event you know yes. they're more like a party was yeah. that was that your intention like when you started putting on stuff yeah I well I always think about like comedy shows and I'm like um what do I want out of this? Like every time I go, I'm like, what as a person, like as a third party, just like somebody who like enjoys comedy, but also enjoys like other aspects of like going out, you know, 
what would I want as like that kind of person? And, you know, a lot of my friends don't like comedy, you Mm. know, but they want to still come support me. So I'm like, how do I manage the two things? So it's not like comic, 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 comic. All right. Bye. Thanks. (laughs) Thanks for coming out. You know what I mean? Um, so my first big, like, delve into trying to do that was my show at Toro that I used to do a uh, horned up block party. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was really cool because I was like, it was outside. We got like kegs. Everybody was just like kicking it. And like, you know, we had like, I had four comics. They did 15 minutes. They like, the crowd was fresh. Every comic I got like for really different comics. Yeah, that's fun. Yeah. I want to make sure that, you know, they get a taste of everything. Yeah. And then I was like two, like, music acts right after. That way, like, people can enjoy comedy. They have, like, the what, you know, hour of comedy that they can, like, sit and chill and enjoy. And then while they're drinking, they can, like, you know, just relax and then once they've like already turned up they've been drinking all night for an hour then they're like ready to like party and like enjoy and hang out um but I think that like the biggest thing is like keeping people interested because people like can get burned out on comedy so easily (laughs) and like I think hours a good cap because like people will lose yeah your mind starts wandering yeah i mean i have i can't i can't even pay attention for 15 seconds to anything (laughs) you know like i i have tiktok brain where it's Uh like 10 seconds and then i'm swiping you know what i'm saying i get it so it's i have to try to keep people interested and i think that like involving the crowd getting people hyped up you know and like getting the music community out is like a huge thing too because nobody tries to really do that which I think is intertwined like, the two yeah things. and I've been trying to do that since I started yeah. comedy yeah yeah because I have I mean you have a lot of musician friends and like I do too and mm-hmm. you know they never come out to my shit but I'm always going to shows yeah, I get it. all the time yeah. and I'm like okay how do I marry these two like how do I get people to come that are from the community that care about the arts. I'm saying that in air quotes, by the way. <laughs> but they say they care about the arts, but they never want to come see our art. Mm, I get it. So that's kind of where I want to like, that's been my mission, like with my shows kind of since the beginning is like marrying all of the, you know, weirdo kids who want to make art and co- having them come together and enjoy comedy. So yeah. You got any in the, uh, in the, in the near future? Or um, just... I'm trying to find uh, some like new ideas, uh, but I haven't, I've been working on stuff, but Good. nothing planned right now. Good. So, yeah. <laughs> well, having said that, where can people uh, find you online to okay. keep up with all these things? You can find me on Instagram at classybroad420. Um, and then you can find me on Twitter at wokeborat. All the O's are zeros. Um, but yeah, and then TikTok, Classy Broad 420 as well. TikTok, yeah. You're yeah. A, you're if you're into that. <laughs> if you're into that life, you know. <laughs> I get it. Um, before we leave, uh, I've been doing this lately. If you had uh, a Mount Rushmore of comedians, okay. who's, who's it, 
Who's on that mountain for you? How many people are on the rush round rush four. four? Okay. Every comic asked me that too. I love it. <laughs> I love it. It's great. Like, wait, what? Um, okay. <laughs> Definitely uh Sarah Silverman, like two thousand like five ish era. <laughs> there you go. Um sure. not now. She's kind of like a little cringe now to me. David Cross is that way for me. Yeah. He's oh, so funny. Exactly. And now it's like pandering. And I'm mm. like, just stop. <laughs> just quit um definitely sarah silverman um i have to uh, this is hard <laughs> it, it really is it's yeah. so hard um i'd say hmm, well i mean cat <laughs> williams there you go okay love cat yeah, williams for sure. yeah um who else um trying to think me like being like i love comedy can't think of any comics well, i mean bill burr well norm mcdonald there okay. you go norm mcdonald there you go and then old bill burr old bill burr like circa what mm, like kind of the same era okay, as yeah. sarah silverman back before you know when Comedy Central was really good, sure. you know what I mean? I get it. Yeah, 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 yeah. For sure. Yeah. I love that you said Norm. I love Norm. I love Norm. <laughs> I recently got into Norm. I yeah. was not like a huge Norm head until very recently. Okay. And it was much the dismay of the men that follow me on Instagram. They were like, <laughs> how are you now getting into Norm Donald? Like, yeah. he's the best. <laughs> yeah, but you did. Exactly. You, That's all that terms. matters. Yeah. Have you read his book? I have not. I, have I heard book. it's great. I'm going to let you borrow it. Okay, sounds good. <laughs> All right, man, we got to get out of here. You got to go to Zany's yes. for your show. Go yes. hang out and have a good time. Yeah. So, until next time, I'll see you later, Mo. Sounds good. See you then. All right. And there it was, guys. Another episode in the bag, man. Appreciate Mo for hanging out with us. And appreciate you for hanging out with the Badumching, with Carl. Now on all those platforms, you've heard it before. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you podcast, you'll probably find the Badumching right there. Uh, click that subscribe. Click that like. As always, uh, if you've got any questions or comments, shoot me an email. CR3Comedy at gmail.com. Uh, a reminder, I have merch. I have podcast merch for sale, usually in the back of my Kia Soul. So if you're local, you can just come find my brown Kia Soul and I'll hook you up. Uh, if you want me to mail you something, just, again, shoot me an email. We'll, we'll hash it out. We'll make it happen. Boom. Nothing but bangers. Nothing but up and up every week. I love doing this, and I love you guys, and thanks for listening. And until next time, see you later. <laughs>